Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, touch our minds to know forms of rebellion, forms of rebellion in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us the heart of obedience. As we study your word, we will understand. As instructions shall come from your servant, we will obey. In the mighty name of Jesus, your word says, if we love you, we will obey your commands. And this is what we want to do all our lives, O God. Help us, O Lord. Grant us that heart of obedience in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to discern any form of rebellion, any form of rebellion in any form or shape that it may come. Open our eyes to see that we will make that we will not be victims of rebellion in the mighty name of Jesus. The book of Proverbs 17:11 says, "Evil doers foster rebellion against the Lord, and messenger of death is sent against them." This is the hand of Ahithophel. It will not be our hand in the mighty name of Jesus. As we listen to your word, as we follow your precepts, as we hearken to your commands, O Lord, we pray that we will not fall short and we will recognize any form of rebellion, wherever it may be, wherever it may be coming from, and we will not succumb in the mighty name of Jesus, but we will serve you with all our hearts, with all our strength, with all our mind, and with all our soul in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord, for answered prayer. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite Pastor Kamara, please. Hallelujah. I read from second, sorry, from Philemon chapter, Philemon verse 8. Philemon verse 8. It reads, it said, therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of law. It is none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. So Paul considers himself to be a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I want us to pray that we will consider ourselves as prisoner of Christ. That we will be willing to lose everything for the sake of the kingdom. That we will be wholly sold out to the cause of Jesus Christ, to the salvation of souls in this world. Let us pray that we will, all, all, all ourselves will die so that what can be fulfilled is the will of God in our lives. Let us pray. Father, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Make me a prisoner, Lord God. Make me a prisoner of Christ, O God, Father. Lord, all that I have gained, O God, Father, let me consider it lost for the sake of the kingdom, O God, Father. Lord, let me be wholly sold out, O God, Father, to the vision of Jesus Christ, to the harvest of souls, Lord God. Make me a prisoner, Lord. Make me to die to self, O God. To die to self, Lord God. And only be given to your gospel. Only be given to your kingdom, O God. That your will be paramount in my life, O God. Fulfill your will, O God. Be paramount in my life, O God. For what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul, Lord God? Father, make me a prisoner. Make me a prisoner. Let my life be guided by your instructions, by your direction, by your word, O God. Yes, let me walk in the ways of Christ. Not my own will, O God, but let thy will be done. Let your will concerning my life be fulfilled, O God. Let me not give in to anything that is contrary to your will, O God. Lord, help me, Lord. Make me to walk in your ways, Lord. Make me to walk according to your word, O God. Make me a prisoner, Lord. Holy soul out to you, God, Father. Yes, Lord. Make me a prisoner, Lord, God. Make me a prisoner, O God, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let your will be fulfilled, O God, as a prisoner of Christ, O God. We thank and we bless your holy name, Lord. For in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sir, I'll hand it back to you, sir. Let's just thank God for today. We're going to commit our heart and mind and soul to the Lord and ask that the Lord will purify us by the word we are hearing today. That the word we will share today will bring strength to our spirit. It will strengthen our inner man. It will empower our soul. It will transform our mind and our hearts. It will bring healing to our hearts. Shall we just pray in the name of Jesus? Lord, the word we're about to share today, we pray to you, God, that you will cause the word to strengthen our inner man, that it will renew our mind, it will strengthen our soul, it will empower our spirit in the name of Jesus, that your word will cleanse us, oh God, your word will empower us and transform us. Give us insight into the word. 
Lord, give us insight into the word that your name will be exalted. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. Now, can I just say that today I'm going to break us into groups. Today, we are looking into the seven things about heart, mind, and thoughts. Let me first say to us, when we break into groups, the way I want us to study is that we read through the whole notes. Whoever is coordinating, appointed you coordinator among you, read through the whole notes. Having read through the whole notes, you now begin to deal with the notes according to, to the topics. It will be very, very good to have an overview of what the whole note is saying, which you will do within five, ten minutes before you now start to look at each one of it. Now, this uh, area you are treating today, you will discover that it, it is very much life application of the Bible. Because most of the things you are going to be discussing are things practically every one of us we are going through, we are going through them in one way or the other. However, I will break you into various groups. Well, I want to say that um, I'm sure that we enjoy our sections. If I may bring out um, just very quickly to the screen, I recognize while I was speaking with you that I will have shared the screen. Uh, I put on the screen, you know, so that those who are watching on YouTube can go through it. But if we go through it together, we'll, we'll, we'll discover that there's quite a lot of things that were mentioned in the, in the lecture. But I would say we cannot cover everything tonight, but by the grace of God on Sunday, we will go through it. The major problem of human is his heart. If we can conclude, that's a conclusion to look into. Because your heart controls the entire being of your life. If you apply heart as a word as to the organ of the body, is the center of the body that is responsible for all the functioning. When the heart stops breathing, the body is dead. So also is the spirit and the soul of man. And the seven things we have looked into is that, one, your heart is your treasure house of good and evil thoughts. That is where good thought comes from. That's where evil thoughts come from. The second major thing we looked at is that your heart controls your mouth. Anything you speak out of your mouth is a function of a conclusion of your heart. Even if it looks as if your thinking and, and speaking is nanosecond. Within the period of thoughts, you know, uh, um, uh, mind um, reasoning to thoughts, and speech is your heart as a function. Number three, every imagination and thought come from the heart. And I helped to understand that when I was talking in church that, you know, the difference between thinking and, and, and the imagination and thoughts of the heart, that is the process of thinking and the thoughts of the heart, which, which refers to your decision and impression that you speak, is that... Your heart is the storehouse where the thought is, is, is kept. But your mind is the processor where arguments are processed. And then we looked at the fact that you have power to control your thoughts. Anybody who cannot control his thought has lost his mind. Number, number five, you have the power to control your speech. And we looked at how we could do that, which is very straightforward. It's a matter of making sure that your speech Anything you speak is really what you mean. And what you speak is guided by your thoughts. That is from the word of God perspective. And then you have the power to control your actions. And you, give, you, have, you, have, you, you can give, a, yeah, you will give account of every careless word. But in the first one, one thing I want us to really recognize is the word treasure house. The treasure house of a man. What, contain, what consists in your treasure house is determined by you, not by the devil. Devil have access to your mind, not your heart. Every spirit and every physical thing can speak to your mind. Trees, when you see them, they speak to your mind. You begin to have a, a, a process of thought. Um, actions around you, smell, all your five senses, they trigger you know, a process of thought in your mind. But nothing can instruct your heart from all these physical things that you see. Satan cannot instruct your heart. So your heart, therefore, 
is in treasure house where whatever you decide to store in your heart, that's what goes in there. And you see, Jesus Christ said that there are two classifications of people, good and evil. So the good man is the one who processes the thought and judges by the word of God and allow whatever is the word of God to remain in his heart, which becomes your thoughts and your opinion. But the evil man is the one, anything goes garbage in, garbage out. And so he says in Mark 7, 23, for whom, for, for, from within the heart, one's heart, a man from within, out of the heart of men, proceeds 13 things. When I was looking at this, I thought evil thoughts encapsulate everything. But I discovered that there's no. Evil thought doesn't mean adultery. <laughs> adultery is unique. If you look at it, evil thoughts, if your mind is always bombarded by thoughts, thought, evil, evil thoughts. Some always have problems and struggle in their mind about death, about death, about, about suicide and stuff like that. Some always, you know, you know what goes on in their mind is, is careful, quarrel, hate and stuff. Evil thought is a very broad thing. But the fact about evil thought is that it proceeds from evil spirits because it is tainted evil thoughts. Okay? That is evil ideas. Adulteries, and that adulteries is plural adulteries. Fornications, murders, which talks about various kind of those acts. Theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, evil eye, <laughs> blasphemy. Evil eye is to look at someone with your eyes and communicate some stuff, you know. <laughs> or haughty eyes. Blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Can you imagine that foolishness is also an evil thing? It, it arises from the manipulation of satanic forces or demonic forces in the mind of man before it settles in your heart and it drives you. So what you think in your brain is not what you act, is what comes out of your heart that controls your actions. Beware of these certain things. It's not, they are not limited to certain things because the word evil thoughts encapsulate every other thing that is not mentioned. Number two, your heart controls your mouth. And Jesus said, that brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out to abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, which means that whatever you store in your heart, okay, that fills your heart, determines how you speak. Because your speech is controlled by your heart. Remember, I was teaching you about Genesis 11, from verse 1 to verse 6, sometime, which began to say that in, the, in, in, the, in, you know, uh, in those days, men spoke, they have uh, uh, one heart and mind. That one heart and mind. If I read that to you very quickly, Genesis chapter 11 is just um, the first two verses that applies to it. Genesis chapter, chapter uh, 11, 1. It says, Now the whole world had one language and common speech. Yeah. One language and common speech. And I said to you that language is taught in your heart, but speech. Is taught in your mind, heart, and mind, because language is the is the um, information you use to process speech. And if you have no language in your heart, you can't speak. In your heart, you can learn ten languages, and when you are talking to different people in different languages, you will not mix one language to the other because they are stored in your heart. All right. So, the Bible says here, yeah, whatever fills your heart, abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So, I'm speaking English now because I have English abundance in my heart. If I speak to French, it's because there's French there. If there's no French there, I cannot produce French. So, if a Christian allows evil to store in his heart, he will not be able to produce good but evil. No man can produce in his mouth what is not in his heart. Number three, every imagination and thought come from the heart. All right? Say, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the heart and in the every imagination of his thought, the thought of his heart was evil. That is a man that has been taken control of totally in his realm of mind by demonic forces. And um, I gave you three things there. 
One, your mind determines what you think and what you do. And before you, you, you perform an act, you will process it in your mind. It comes out of your thoughts, but you process it in your mind before you act it. Then your soul should determine who and what you love. It really does determine what you love and who you love. And your heart controls your thoughts. Then I say you should note this. This is very, very important. Proverbs chapter 4, 23, 27. First one says, above all, all is guard your heart. That you must do everything to protect your heart and life. Whatever cannot get your heart cannot rule your life. Anything that does not have access to your heart cannot control you. He said it is the wellspring of life. Is that not interesting? God didn't say that your heart is evil. Your heart as a child of God. There is a spring of God inside you. Which if you allow that spring and educate your thoughts with the spring, you will spring of life. But how did you do, do, would you do that? Number one, put away perversity. Your mouth. From your mouth. Don't just speak anything. Remember the end of it says you give account for every word you speak. Number two, keep corrupt talk far from your lips. That's why I say, show me your friends, I will show you who you are. I will tell you who you are. A Christian must not be loyal to friends that are perverts. Because if you are, you will become like them. You can't convert them. They will convert you. They will take you into several sins. So you see a relationship that is just always evil, evil, evil. Stay away from that relationship. You do yourself good. Number three, let your eye look straight ahead of you. That's the gospel. The way of the cross. Don't allow a thought to come into your mind as, well, it's all Christian, Christianity. Why about other religion? Let me go and check. If you try it, you'll be sucked in instantly by the devil. Short thought can only come by Lucifer. Are you together with me now? Because if anybody is a Christian, the only thing you need to think is that few things. Number one, among all religion on earth, no leader gave hope after death. To those who follow him. No leader knew where he was going. But Jesus said, I'm going to my father. And nobody who serves any religion can call God his father. Nobody who serves any religion can pray in the name of their religious father. No, they, they pray for someone to throw something else. They may pray through idols and stuff. But Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do. And he does it. So, what are you looking for? When you find the truth. If we find the truth and you are looking for something else, it's lie you will get. And Satan will sell it good. He will wrap it very well. So look straight. Fix your gaze directly before you until Jesus tries your turn finish off your feet. Make level paths for your feet. To make level paths for your feet is to do the preceding things I've read to you. Pervert it out of your mouth, corrupt talk out of you, your eyes looking straight, and fix your gaze. And take only ways that are firm. Don't attempt any sinking sand. Because you will have bad stories to tell. Regrettable stories. Do not swear to the right or swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. So if you look at all what he's saying to you that put away perversity from your mouth, corrupt talks out of you, look straight, fix your, your gaze, make level part. Why? Keep your foot from evil. Evil. If you don't, if you did not eat with Satan yesterday, he cannot visit you for dinner today. Number four, have, you have power, you know, to control your thought, and that is very straightforward. The Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse five, casting down every vain imagination. You are the one who do that, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that is contrary to God, you, you and I know it. I'm bringing into captivity every thought. You must, you will hear many things in, in this world. Of course. But not everything you hear, you believe. I will together now. Anything that you ascribe belief to will become a controversy in your mind that will bear settled into your heart as a thought. You understand me? And it can begin to challenge your thoughts that you had before. And if you are not very solid, you can begin to see that your opinion will begin to change to your detriment. Bring into captivity every thought. Anything that goes to your mind, 
bind it with the word of God, examine it by the word of God, so that your obedience is to Christ, and not to how you see, or how you feel, how you think. Number five, you have the power to control your speech. And this is the most dangerous. <laughs> the word of God is the solution. You know, if in this church, I make you read Bible every day, every day now. I give you Old Testament and New Testament. I give you just two, two verses at a time of one. Like today, you look at Philemon. Someone may be saying, ah, this is too small for me. I tell you, <laughs> all the big people, all the, all the times you read about 10 chapters a day, what did you get out of it? It's not how many pages you read in a day. It is how many you meditate upon. And if I give you just one chapter, two chapters, if you look at it now, we have read the whole Bible through for the past two years about three or four times by reading just one piece at a time. But the, 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 the interesting thing is that the piece you read, you really know it and you're able to apply it and then you are seeing changes. That's the purpose of it in the Bible. Not just that I read as a ritual. No. That is the way Bible can be read that can control your speech. This mouth needs to be, it's not your, it's not, uh, your mouth is not your friend. Your mouth is going to grow. Your heart and soul will stand before God. So that's the reason why you and I must know this. Make a tree good, it is you who make your tree good. And the fruit will be good. Make a tree bad, it is you and I who can do that. And say a tree is recognized by its fruits. By what you do is why, how people will define you. Christianity is not by saying that I'm a Christian. It is by your attitude and your act. So if you have attitude that are unchristianly, then attitude that people can say when you say you're a Christian, they will question it. Then change. You brood of vipers, that is not your portion. How can you, who are evil, say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Again. And it talks about the good man bringing good things from his heart. Now look at 11, uh, chapter 12, chapter 4, verse 12 of Hebrew. It says, For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than two edged sword, piercing even to the, divide, to the division or dividing the soul and spirit. Understand soul and spirit, they are two different things. But when you look at soul and spirit, they look like one thing. It is the word of God that can divide it and strengthen the soul because the power of your spirit is determined by how strong your soul is. Your soul is the one responsible for the strength of your spirit. And it says, and, in, and of joints and marrows, and is a discerner of thoughts, which is your heart, and intent of your heart. Colossians 3, 16, 17, Let the word of God really dwell in you. Teach, admonish, with all wisdom. Instead of getting yourself engaged in talking, 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 things that are not relevant in life. Every talk, every minute you spend in talking is minus one minute in your life. So imagine somebody who spoke for one hour today and all the one hour is just backbiting or talking about things that are not arguing over useless things. You have just wasted your one hour in your life, entire life. I've told you about argument. When, some people love to argue, you know. When they start arguing, what the Bible commands a wise man to do is to look at them and just be quiet. Because you cannot convince somebody who has decided to have an opinion. No matter what you say, the person will not agree. If the person starts talking, you look at him like, when he finishes talking, you don't give an answer at all. If you don't give an answer, it makes a, bad, a, a person who argues wrongly to go and rethink. But when he lives there, we can continue to think. We say, don't you have anything to say? You, you have said it all. That's your reply. And that will save you from getting yourself involved in unnecessary argument that may lead you into sin. In the multitude of words, a talk is sin. So admonishing one another with all wisdom, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, grat gratitude in your heart to God. Be thankful all the time to God. And whatever you do, whatever you do, whether words or deeds, now this is interesting. So what you do, your word is a dust, and your deeds are also dust. So why? Because word is action, and deeds are actions. And this action can be, you know, uh, uh, to, uh, you know, negative and positive. It can be action or reaction. So the same thing, your word. Your word may be bathing something or resisting something. So whatever you do, your words and your deeds, watch it. Do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to the Father always through Him. And the last two. Number six says you have the power to control your actions by three major principles. Submitting 
yourself to God. That is being a slave of God, like the pastor who led us to pray the last prayer before we went in. Pray. Resisting the devil. That is saying no. To resist the devil does not. Resistance of this does not mean force. No. It means opinion. Just say no to evil thoughts. That's all resisting. Because when you saw the word resisting here, you'll be thinking that oh, something probably no, is not. It's just a matter of a decision where you stand as you have been reading. That when it comes to bad uh, development uh, in your mind, you know, an evil thought begins to come into your mind, you recognize that it's not of God rebuking. Resisting the devil is to say no to the devil. You look, if you're a man, you look at a girl and you, you begin to see that your heart is developing some thoughts, or you're a woman, you look at a man and your heart is beginning to be developed some thoughts. Rather than allow your, the devil to take you to the place of sin, take away your eyes, walk away from the place. And that's just the, 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 the dialogue. And it says, be self-controlled and alert. Be very watchful because your heart is the wellspring of life. James 4, 7, and 8. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he shall flee. So to be able to resist the devil, you must have submitted to God. You cannot say you resist the devil where you have no one to submit to. You must submit to God to resist the devil. Come near to God and he will be near to you. Look at this. God does not go near to people who didn't come to him first. It's even from salvation. He's talking about relationship. Because God does not force his will. Wash your hands. You sinners and purify your hearts. You double-minded. You understand? I've spoken to you about double-minded. Some people are thinking, I have people say that, but what about, I have not investigated other religion. What about, what about? Those thoughts come from Satan. It is like somebody who had the privilege to go to the best village school, and then you are saying that, what about the useless ones? Let me go there too. You cannot do a thing like that to yourself. First Peter 5, 8. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy is the devil. He prowls around, looking for any opportunity to pounce on anyone. But resist him standing firm in your faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the whole world undergoing the same kind of suffering. Resisting the devil sometimes is very painful. Painful in the sense that you are doing contrary to what your flesh wants. And that is what the pain is. Your flesh wants you to do this. Your spirit says you cannot do it because you're a Christian. And then when you educate yourself with that suffering, if you read the scripture for that, then God will strengthen you. And you will see those things and you, those things that attract you before into sin, you see them and they are no more attractive. Because you have acquainted yourself with righteousness. And the final one, you will give account to every careless word. And this is where Christians be very, very careful. Jesus said, but men will have to give account on the day of judgment. Always think about that. Even when you have to preach or share the word of God, don't lie. Speak the truth. Don't, you don't have to have experience of everything. What you don't have the experience, don't say you have the experience of it. Because that will be a lie before God. Are you with me now? You have enough experience in the Bible to teach people about the word of God. Bible is known. No man of, on earth, among all of us, have experienced everything in the Bible. We have experienced some experiences, but there are things in the Bible that we have never experienced. And when we talk about it, we only have the evidence of the Bible to show. We don't have to put ourselves in the place and say we had the experience. We didn't have it. And if someone asks you, have you had the experience before? Tell him I have not. I am also believing God for it like you are doing. That is what development of the Spirit is all about. I will get them now. So we must understand this. For by your word, number 37, you are acquitted. By your word, you are condemned. I will talk about that on Sunday. Because the word acquitted and condemned, they are very powerful legal words. In another word, the word the word, word here implies by your testimony. By your testimony, you are acquitted. If your testimony is strong, acquitted. If your testimony is weak, convicted or condemned. We look at that. So what you will see, the effect of this is that people are going through affliction today because of the words they spoke yesterday. Some years ago, you said some things, and those things we give back. Word is spirit. It must act. Even if you say it carelessly. Some people, their words have taken them to jail. Real life jail I'm talking about now. They didn't do it, but their word put them in jail. So, and some other people, their word is what freed them. You know? So be very, very careful. Your word is powerful. Your word is spirit. And then James said, the tongue also is a fire. 
a world of world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person. Or it can corrupt the whole person. It sets the whole house or the whole course of life on fire. Inappropriate word or inability to, to use word with wisdom has wrecked many marriages. That should have lived fine and good. It has wrecked many lives. I always remember one of my mates when we were in secondary school. Very intelligent young man. Really in his class, in his school, he was the best student. Best student. And then he was so proud because he was extremely good to the place where the whole school. And he made him senior prefect. You know, in those days when he make you senior prefect, you have to be one of the best or the best in the whole, country, in the whole school. And then he became arrogant to one of the uh, tutors. And this tutor is responsible to recommending him. And that tutor told him that you will not amount to anything. He talks down anybody. He believes he knows everything. Do you know that because that tutor said that, from that time he went to Jalima. That was in his two more years to leave secondary school. They made him senior prefect elect, went to the, into the final year, and the tutor made sure he wrecked him. He, he could not proceed to university. He, he did not come out with the result that he needed because of implication of your word. So be very careful. If you spoke, you husband and wife, and your, your spouse misunderstood you, don't continue to say it's a family. Just say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean what you said. This is what I mean. Rather than arguing it, knowing fully well that the person you're arguing with has, has seen what you're saying, he's seen it differently. Instead of just saying, no, 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 I'm so sorry. I don't mean what you're saying. This is what I mean by this. And that will have ended the whole uh, story. But when you don't back up and you, you continue to try to argue, you will suffer for it. You will lose your peace, you will lose your joy. Many marriages have been destroyed by it because of that ignorance. So, your mouth, your mouth. May the Lord strengthen us. May the Lord grant us the grace so that we will be able to uh, worship God with our lips and will not fall a victim of hell. I want us to now lift up our voice together. And just pray for strength of the spirit before we break our bread. Let us pray for strength in our spirit, man. Lord our God, grant me strength in my spirit, man. Tell the Lord, empower my soul. Lord, I pray thee. Tell the Lord, open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Tell the Lord, open the eyes of my heart. Lord, that I mean, that fill me with the spirit of knowledge of you. Tell the Lord, Paul said, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Ask the Lord for the spirit of wisdom and revelation of him. And in 18 it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened in order that you may know the hope of your calling. Pray and say, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my heart. Enlighten the eyes of my heart that I may know the hope of my calling. The riches of your glorious inheritance in us, in the saints, and your incomparably great power that is for us who believe. Sanctify my tongue, O oh God. Sanctify my mind, O oh God. Strengthen my soul. Tell the Lord, empower my heart. God, the Holy Spirit, help me. That your name may be exalted. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want you to get your bread and your wine together so that we can conduct the communion. You know, this August is a double blessing because today is Sunday and we always break bread on Sunday. But tomorrow is the third day of the overcomers. And we always break bread on the third day of the overcomers. I don't know whether you have thought about that. <laughs> it came to us today when we are doing our short studies. You know? So it's like our double Sabbath. 
in one week. Just like the season that Jesus died, that was a double Sabbath. If we can break bread every day, is a good practice. I read from the book of First Corinthians, chapter eleven, from verse twenty-three. For I received from the Lord what I also passed unto you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, "This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me." In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing or discerning the body of the Lord eats and drinks condemnation or judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you are fallen asleep. But if we judge ourselves, we would not come on the judgment. Bow your heads where you are <coughs> and speak to the Lord personally. Speak to the Lord. If there be any way that a weakness is overpowering you or tormenting you, this is the table of the Lord where you can get free. Tell the Lord to forgive you and ask Him for strength. God and our King, we thank you so much for your mercy. We sit together around the table in our homes, together with our families. In obedience to your command that do this remembrance of me. We thank you for the privilege of salvation that comes by your blood and your suffering. You pay the price on the cross. And we thank you for counting us worthy. To be among the elects of God on earth today, which is the reward of your pain. As we celebrate your death and resurrection in accordance with the sacrament that you handed over to us, may the power of your resurrection renew our mind, our soul, our spirit, our heart. May you empower us, God, the Holy Spirit, to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, beginning from our heart, Lord with all our soul, then to our mind, and with all our strength. May our life, O oh God, be used just to satisfy you. May the enemy never have dominion over us in any way. Father, we thank you because you have answered us. This is our first communion in the month of August 2020. May your name be glorified in every life under my voice. Mm -hmm. May we see the light of day each day of this month. Mm -hmm. May we see your glory, Lord, each day of this month. And may you sustain us in you until the day of reckoning. This we ask in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Take the bread and pass it around your family members. The body of Jesus Christ was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. And they ate together. Lord, we thank you for your blood that was shed on Calvary. There is healing in your blood. There is salvation in your blood. There is deliverance in your blood. Sanctify these that we hold in our hands, O God. And as we drink together, let your blood bring forth healing in our mortal body. May our life be transformed forever. May our body be healed if anybody is having sickness in their body. That this communion will become the healing power from the blood of Jesus in everyone, in the physical body, restoring our health to perfection. Oh, my King and God, you are the only one who gives grace of health to man. Not by our effort or by our power. So we tap into that grace, especially for those who are ill among us and sick. We command healing. Thank you, Father, because you have healed us. In Jesus' name.
the God of Jesus was shed for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. And they drank together. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Pastor Tayo, can you bring in the person? Somebody have a testimony and I will just back off for Pastor Tayo to conduct that testimony. And before we close, Pastor Tayo, please. Thank you very much, Apostle. Um, not sure who's... I can't see the person with the testimony, sir, but... That is uh, Sister, um, you said Sister Dickiness Mercy, isn't it? Is that okay? okay? All right, Dickiness Mercy. Uh, I'll bring um, uh, Dickiness Mercy testimony. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Yes. Am I okay? God is good. The testimony is about um, Elder, just to thank God for what God did for him. Um, God we can't him. see his face. Oh. <laughs> Take a look to your wife. Good. We can see him now. Just to thank God for uh, what God has done for, for Elder during this um, very challenging time. Uh, God promoted him. And just recently as well, the new team uh, gave him a recommendation, like uh, an award. And you know, it was a very marvelous, large um, financial award that was given to him. So it's really amazing and wonderful that what, you know, is, is a very challenging time for the world. God have used it to promote Elder and just to use him. Uh, God have used the whole situation, you know, um, for the department to recognize him. And, you know, they wrote a very amazing um, letter to him. How God, you know, they were just saying, you know, during a very confusing time that he was able to come up with solutions to solve the problem. And it's really amazing because Apostle have been saying that would be the solution even in this challenging time. And I want to thank God that God actually made that um, and to be manifested in, in Elder's life. He walked flat out during the, right from the lockdown, even up to now, working from morning to night, at time doing night, um, night working late to the night. I just want to thank God that God um, made the uh, the director to recognize him and to give him a very uh, handsome reward and a very encouraging letter. And it just sort of um, proved to me that when we walk in, the, in, in God's word, we are doing everything that God knows how to do. It, it's at the time where the word is being judged, that is the time God will use to, uh, the opportunity to show off his children and to make the wisdom that has been Sort of putting our lives to be manifested at that point in time. So I really thank God for Elder. I'm just so, um, you know, so amazed and just blessing God, just thanking God. And also, um, just to finish up the, the testimony, because of what was happening to the, um, the black community and all that, I think my, my surgery volunteered me for a research that was being done by the COVID Research Institute. So they sent a home kit to me for me to, um, sort of, um, test myself, which I did, and the test came back negative. So I want you someone to thank God that even though, you know, we did all the precaution and everything, but the word of God, I stood up on God's word, that there shall no plague come nigh my dwelling. So I just want to thank God. Also, my daughter did her own test, being that she's a current NHS worker. The test was negative as well. So I just want to thank God that in all that was going on, God shielded us, and God used the time to promote us, and to also made or to be recognized just for all that. So I just give God the glory and praise for his faithfulness. And not to say that all the prophetic declaration that Apostle has been saying, sort of, um, um, saying over us, as long as we lay claim to them in God's perfect timing, they come to fruition in our lives in Jesus' name. Thank God. Praise God. Amen. Before Pastor Tyler will speak, let me say that I am a witness of the letter given to uh, Elder. Because I read the letter and the testimony is true. They sent me a copy of it as um, a witness. And I want to say also that uh, Dickiness have just testified on behalf of all frontline workers. Uh, we didn't hear them say that they thank God for keeping them and protecting them from contacting virus. Uh, we, you have helped testify to everybody, for everybody. And we want to thank God as a family for protecting all our frontline workers because we have a lot of them in CFT. 
And I want to thank God that God shielded every one of us. And he did not allow this COVID to affect anyone among us. And he will continue to shield and bless us. In Jesus' name. Pastor Tyre, please, I come back to you. Yes, sir. So I understand there's another testimony. I don't know if you, if you are aware okay, of yeah, that. Let's have it very briefly and quick. Sister Zanash, let's um, listen to that testimony. Hello, good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Zanash Paris, and uh, I had a lot of problem in my life. Uh, I phoned to Sister Wendy, Wendy on the 2nd of July, and she told me to join the 7 o'clock and midnight service. And I joined the service on the 7th of July. There was one of our, our sister. She was talking about how Joseph forgave his brothers. Uh, Genesis 45, 5, especially when he cried, when he see his brothers. I felt like I was crying to death. I know about this Joseph, I know about this Bible, but for that day, I start forgiving each and everyone who made wrong to me, who judged me, and everything was up. Since then, I feel very peaceful, happy, and in my workplace the next day, I had problems as well, but that day, since I, 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 I forgive my, my colleagues as well, my manager was so nice to me, and everything was going smoothly. And the second testimony is, um, uh, it's about my daughter. My daughter, I haven't seen her for four and a half months, and she calls me, but she doesn't want to see me, even on the, over the phone, on, on the video. She refused. I know she had a, lot of, a little bit of health problem. But she used to come every Saturday. She refused to come. She refused to see me over the phone, but she calls me. I really missed her. On the 26th of July, Apostle was teaching about love and uh, love for God. And he was teaching us to guard our heart and soul. Then what happened was, uh, and he was talking about, do not let any disappoint, disappointment in life determine who you God is. I start, you know, asking God to give me this old wisdom. And he was saying, if your child gone away for the world, forget it. He will come back. Don't worry. And then I said, Amen. And the next day, she called me and she said, Mom, I would like to come and see you on Saturday. Wow, wow. wow. Saturday, wow. yesterday. She wow. came after four wow. and a half months. Wow. She came and we had a lot of lovely wow. time. This is amazing. And I know it's my faith. You know, we are blessed to have a person. I'm blessed to have, honestly speaking. This month, July, was my day, my month. It's been really miracle happened to me. Then, another one. I have three testimonies, honestly. It's all right, Sister Zinesh. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, thank you. On the 30th of July, one, one evening he was saying, hold oil, keep oil tomorrow, I'll pray on it. And I was working from home, but I don't want to miss this conference, the last conference. There's only two services, the last service I joined. I was looking on online on YouTube, and uh, Apostle was teaching and, uh, on the conference. It was so amazing. See, well, as soon as I joined, I had really bad pain. Bad pain, stomach pain, headache, shivering, cold. That day was so warm and nice day. But for some reason, something was trying to stop me to watch this program. And then I said, no, I will wait. And I will receive my anointment. I will receive my healing. I just holding and listening while I'm having stomachache. I go to blue. I couldn't do anything. Nothing is coming. But I had really, really painful stomachache. 
So I hold that oil. Then at last he said, hold that oil now. And he prayed for us. He prayed and he said, this is anointed. And the elderly, they, they pray for sick people. They get healed. They pray for power. They get the power of God. I received it. And he prayed on the oil. I hold the oil. And as soon as he said, I said, Amen. And I put that oil on my head, on my body, all over. After 10 minutes, slowly disappeared. Nothing happened then after. I am healed. I'm highly favored. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us apostle. Thank you, Jesus, for his ministry. Thank you, Jesus, this ministry. I'm not a ch- the, the member of the church, but I'm a member of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we thank God for, for Apostle, for this okay. ministry. Thank you for Wendy as well. She, she threw her, I got this all. It's amazing. I told to my sisters and brothers who live in America, in Germany, Ethiopia, I just, we told them what is happening. They were amazed. They were amazed. My, my daughter is so happy. I am happy. Oh my God. What can I say to God? Glory to God. Thank Hallelujah. you. Glory to God. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Pastor, can I just say something? Yes, yes, sir. You see, the testimony of Sister Zena is so, so powerful. Because it began from obeying God's instruction to forgive. Mercy mm. mm. means that. Second Chronicles 2020, the Bible says, Believe in God, you will be established. Then believe in the prophet, you will prosper. God said forgive, and she decided to do so. Doors open. And that is the reason why her faith in the word God spoke through me worked for her. Yes. Because she cleared the way by obeying God. And can you imagine God said that, don't worry about your son, your children, and that's gone. He's coming back. The second day it happened. Yeah, man. For the first time that we have seen that in CFT, it is your faith that yes. God used. To trigger the manifestation. May the Lord continue to bless you, sister Zena. What a wonderful testimony. Pastor, tell your life. Thank you very, very much. We really thank God for that testimony, sister Zenesh. Thank God for you and thank God for that testimony. Praise the Lord. Um, it's such a mind blowing testimony itself because you can see straight from the heart of the things that God is doing. And I'm certain several of us have had encounters during the course of the month that we did not quite understand how much of a blessing it would be to other people just by sharing it. It's, it's simple, straight and straight right there from the heart. And we give God praise for that. Thank you very, very much for those who have shared testimonies. Please, whenever you have testimonies, let us know in advance. We'll always try and make space for it. Because it's, it's always encouraging. Um, and, and we normally have testimonies on the last Friday of each month, but during first, second, and third, from time to time, we allow that as well. And in, in all reality, actually, if we know in advance, we could always allow time because your testimony encourages others and we give God praise. Thank you very, very much, everyone that shared today. I want to thank every one of you for this second day of Victory Night. And victory night will finish tomorrow. But join me tonight at the second day of the Warriors of the Night. Because the Lord told us in June and July that the 1st to the 7th of August, as we maintain our daily prayer, which today is 120, I love it, 129 day that we have been praying. Uh, the Lord said we should also talk it with seven midnight prayers and i'm sure god will do amazing things as he has been doing he will do greater things in our midst this seven days so don't miss it don't worry remember what i put on the board i have posted watchmen on your walls oh jerusalem they will never be silenced day or night you who call upon the lord give yourself no rest and give god no rest until he makes your life my life and his church global, the praise of the earth. So we have a mandate to join hands with God, to pray the will of God to manifestation over the church of the living God, Christians all over the world, over the uh, nations, over the authorities of nations, and to pray for the lost world, that mercy of God will bring revival and we will see thousands and millions 
I have come to the Lord. As we have seen millions, I mean, thousands die in this COVID, we will see millions saved into the kingdom of God. God bless you.